This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I am Dana K. White. I share my personal deslobification process. As I figure out ways to keep my own home under control, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work for real people in real life, people who don't love cleaning and organizing. Thanks for joining me today. This is podcast number 359. And it's the last pop- it's the last podcast of 2022. And I just want you to know that if for any reason this podcast is less than perfect, I just need you to know that I recorded and it felt perfect. I mean, I never got to listen to it because my computer ate it and then it wasn't able to be recovered at least with my knowledge of how to recover things. Uh, but it was really, really coherent and great podcast. So we'll see what happens this time as I share with you five small actions to do right now that will change your next year. So I do not love, I'm not going to say I hate them, but I really don't love lists that imply oh, do these couple of things and your house is going to be perfect or your house is going to be easy or whatever. Um, because as someone who was completely overwhelmed in my home years ago, before I started this deslobification process, I knew and I still know, I'm like, it's not that simple for a lot of people because we maybe are talking about different things from different perspectives. You know, I talk about my layers of a clean house. That is one of the communication issues between naturally organized people and naturally disorganized people. What I am picturing as the person who is completely overwhelmed and whose house is out of control because the daily stuff has all piled up and hasn't been done daily because I didn't know it was supposed to be done daily. And there was way more stuff than could ever possibly fit in my house and stand or control. I mean, like, we're not talking about the same thing. Right. You know, like that, that when somebody says, Oh, I never clean my house and I would look at their house and think, Are you in, are you, what? Like, what are you talking about? You never clean your house. Your house looks great. And I felt like I cleaned all the time and my house looked like a disaster because I wasn't keep, keeping up with the layers of the clean house. So anyway, all of that to say quick tips and lists that claim they're going to make everything perfect. Maybe that works for some people. Maybe there are people who that's all they needed to do was tweak one teeny tiny thing. But for the overwhelmed person, it is very off-putting, right? Like it, it's, it makes me think, okay, well, you have no idea what I'm dealing with and therefore pretty sure what you're saying cannot help, right? So that's not what I'm doing here today. Instead, I'm telling you five things you can do right now that will change how your house operates over the next year. 
Not that this thing is going to fix your house completely, but you will see a big impact from these five small things that you can do. Before I get into that, I do want to make sure you know that if you have thought about being a decluttering coach, I am so proud of decluteringcoaches.com. We have coaches listed there. I believe the majority of them, if not all of them, also offer online help. So if you are interested in hiring a decluttering coach, go to decluteringcoaches.com. If you are interested in being a decluttering coach, go to decluteringcoaches.com because if you are thinking about being a coach, if you purchase the training course before the end of this year, which I believe this is coming out on December 29th, which means you've got like two days, okay, uh, then you get a significant discount off of your first year of certification, okay, if you purchase before uh, the end of this year, 2022, all right? Those of you who are listening in the future, don't be like, that That doesn't work anymore. I thought you said that. Anyway, one of my little pet peeves just came out because I'm always like, I try to be super clear about when things end. And anyway, did that make me sound mean? Eh, whatever. All right. So here we go. We are going to talk about wanting to change your house. We've talked a lot about small actions over the course of the year. I feel like that's been kind of my theme is what kind of small things can I do completely that will add up to big impact? And yet, even if all I do is those couple of small things, I'll still be better off because I did those small things, right? But what are some specific things that you can do right now that will change your house over the course of the next year? Well, um, paper. Let's talk about paper. Paper's overwhelming, right? Especially if you have a backlog of possibly years worth of boxes of paper that you just couldn't deal with and you stuck it in a box and you stuck that box in some random place and the thought of even dealing with it is just too much for you, okay? What you can do right now that I have personally seen will make a huge impact is set up a super simple three-tub or three file folder, or three whatever defined space that you have already available, a three category system, and start putting your new mail in there this year. Okay, so what can you do right now? Decide what you're going to use for your three category system. Now, I have a cute little thing that hangs on my wall, but I'm going to tell you, don't do that use something you already have. If you already have file folders or you already have slots built into something that already exists in your home, or if you have a little slot file thing, y'all, most of us who struggle with clutter, it's not because we don't have any organizing products, right? Like that's, that's generally not the issue. So there's a very good chance that you've got something. It could just be three file folders. It could be three school supply folders, because those of us who struggle with clutter usually have lots of school supplies, right? So whatever you already have a three container system, whatever that container is for incoming mail. So what you're going to do right now is decide what your three container thing is, and you're going to give it a space in your home. And that's all you have to do right now. And then as mail comes in, you're going to put it in one of those three categories. So these are the three categories that I use. And this three category system has changed my relationship with paper. I mean, has completely changed it. So the three categories are to do, meaning this is something that actually has to 
be dealt with. Like this piece of paper, perhaps it's a um, a bill, a thing that has to be signed and turned in, whatever. I, I don't know. But it's a to-do item right there. We do a lot of our bills online. I highly recommend that. But we still get toll tag bills in the mail because we don't have a toll tag because we actually... I know it's not a toll tag bill, but it's a toll system bill that we receive in the mail because that's the way things are done now. Like I, we, I'm sure we could have a toll tag, but we don't actually go very often. But when we are in Dallas and we go on toll roads, which is fairly often, they take a picture of your license plate and they send you a bill. That's just the system now. You can't put in money and not have that happen. Like this is how it just works now. So those are things that we get. So that's a paper bill. Those, those go in the to-do file, all right? And then I have a wait and see file, which is a, we might need this item. This is something that, okay, it's a, blah. see, last time I recorded this, I was just like, I'm sure, I'm sure, I don't remember what they were, but I'm sure I had great examples all the time. But Something that we put in this is our oil change coupon. Like it comes in the mail from the place where we get our oil changed. And so I stick it in this one, you know, but that, that is something where it's like, I might need this. It's not a for sure to do. So it doesn't need to go in the to do file, but it is a, okay, I might need this item. And then the third one is 2023 or whatever year you're listening to this to get prepared for. Okay. But that is stuff that definitely needs to be or probably needs to be saved as a paper record from this year. Okay. So that those are the only three categories. They are extremely broad, right? Try these super broad three categories, set that up right now. And then as mail comes in, instead of setting it aside to deal with later, take it immediately to this system non-fancy system that you have set up. It doesn't mean you can't make it fancier in the future. If this works great for you and you want the cool thing that goes on your wall, the file system that goes on your, great. But right now, designate some sort of three category containers and a specific place where that's going to be for incoming mail. Here's the thing that's going to happen. All right you are going to gain a much better understanding of the reality of paper in your home and what papers are actually important as you do this. As three pieces of mail come in tomorrow and you deal with those and then three pieces of mail come in the next day and then the next day nothing comes in and then the next day seven pieces of mail. As you do that and you are dealing with the incoming mail, it's going to change how you see paper. You're going to have a much better understanding of what actually needs to be kept and what never needed to be kept. But here's the thing. Actually put it into this system every time or almost every time that you get the mail. I always add in the little almost every time because I don't want you to quit when you miss a day. All right. Deal with that stuff. And here, here's what happened for me. When I set up a very broad three category system that every single thing had to go into, it made me open everything. Because this is a container. It's a limit. If you are new here, welcome. 
Just know that the container concept is the basis of everything that we talked about. And the container concept is that every space is limited and that containers are meant to serve as a limit and embracing the reality of the space that I have help, makes it so much easier to declutter because it's not that I'm trying to fit things in. It's that I'm letting the space that I'm using be a limit and help me decide what stays and what's go. so what goes. So just having a defined space for things that are to do, things that are wait and see, and things that are 2023 means that I need to know what I'm actually putting in there. Where before, when I would get mail, I would think, well, that looks important because that has the name of our investment company or whatever, uh, you know, in the return address. So it's important. I better keep it. And I would set it aside and it would become piles. Where when I have a def, when I have to figure out where does this go in these three super simple categories, I have to open it. And when I open it, I generally find out that a lot of it, I don't need, I mean, y'all, all of those kinds of places have to send you in the mail often, unless you've, you know, we try to opt out of paper mail on everything that we can, but they have to send you something every time there's a change in something or other, not a change that I have any control over, but they have to notify you legally. And so, so many times this stuff is, it. it I don't need it. Like it doesn't go into any of these categories, but before I had these categories, it was like, oh, looks important. I'm going to set it aside. But because I have a category and because that category is a limited space and I don't want to put things in there that don't deserve to be in there, that don't deserve space, it makes me go through my mail. And as I do that, I start to think, or I start to realize that the vast majority of what comes into the, comes in the mail, even though I get a lot less mail than a lot of people because I've opted out of things. The vast majority of mail that comes into my house doesn't actually need to be kept. And then that changes my perspective on the backlog of paper. And I'm like, oh, okay. And when I used this system for a while and then tackled my backlog of paper, it was so much easier for me to tackle that backlog of paper. It wasn't overwhelming to me. And I was just able to move through it very, very quickly because I had such a better understanding. But so what can you do right now? You set up the system. That is something that will set you up for success going forward with mail coming in. But as you experience success going forward with mail coming in, then it's going to change your overall relationship with paper. But for right now, you just set up the system. Okay. I do want to say that I learned this system from the Take Your House Back course that I am one of the leaders of. So Dawn from Minimal Mom and Cass of Clutterbug, they did the paper system because I was like, I don't, mm." like I had significantly reduced paper. I wasn't overwhelmed by it anymore, but I didn't have a real system. Well, they did this and I learned from it and I set up my own system and it changed everything for me, okay? So I do wanna tell you, Take Your House Back is on sale right now. You want to get in. If you have, if you are not in it, you want to get in. This is a great time of year for you to do that. Go to a slobcomesclean.com slash take. That's my link. Okay. That I would love for you to use a slobcomesclean.com slash take. And that will, um, you, you get into that course. You can get in anytime. So if you're listening to this later, go ahead, get in. But I'm just telling you, like it, this has changed my relationship with paper. And so I highly, highly recommend this broad, category system. All right. But 
the whole point of this podcast is what can you do right now that's going to change things for you in the future. So this is a quick, small task that will really change your relationship with paper. All right. Number two, if your dishes are dirty or in transition, meaning they are drying on the drying rack on the counter or there are clean dishes sitting in the dishwasher, whatever. If your dishes are dirty or in transition, go purge, go declutter what's left in the cabinets. If, if, if you are not in a place right this second where every single dish in your house is clean, you've got dirty dishes, go purge what's still in the cabinets because the ones that are dirty or in transition, those are the ones you've been using. Okay. So those are your favorites. Know it or not, those are your favorites. Go get rid of some that are in the cabinets. Either if your dishes are super behind right now, like you've got tons of dishes and it's overwhelming to you, maybe get rid of everything that's in the cabinets, right? Because it's not that much because you've been, you know, you've got so many of them dirty. If everything is clean, and you feel like, okay, I could declutter some dishes too. I declutter what's on the bottom of the stacks because those are the ones that you're using the least. This will change your house in the future because having fewer dishes makes it easier to keep your kitchen under control, period. It just does. It works. It's a fact it is what it is. If you feel overwhelmed with dishes, the best thing you can do is declutter dishes. Okay. So go not just into your, you know, your cups and your plates and your mugs and those things, but also your pots and pans. If you have a bunch of dirty pots and pans waiting to be cleaned, go declutter the ones that are still sitting in there because those are your last choice anyway, right? Get rid of some of those and it will make keeping your kitchen under control easier. And here's the thing. I'm talking about the ones that are sitting in the cabinet. So they're clean. So there's literally nothing for you to do first. Okay. Same thing with, uh, let's talk about this for a second with the paper and with dishes. It can feel like, oh, I shouldn't do that until I am all caught up. That is a recipe for disaster for a lot of people who are overwhelmed, feel like I've never been caught up in my entire life. And so that's never going to happen. So I might as well put it off longer because it's all overwhelming. And then I never actually make progress. This is how to, I mean, with the paper, you're going to make progress by setting up this system. You do not need to catch up on getting paper under control before you do that. The setting up the system now, even when paper is already out of control and you've got years worth stacked up somewhere, the setting up the three category system is going to significantly help you to do that first before you deal with all that stuff. Like there is no catching up first. We're not talking about catching up on dishes before you do this. We're going to take advantage of the the reality check that you have of knowing what's dirty and what's still sitting in the cabinet. The stuff still sitting in the cabinet is last choice. We're going to go ahead and get rid of some of that. Okay. So another thing, another, another plug for take your house back, but you know, um, Dawn from take your house back, go to a slash take to use my link. Uh, but Dawn has talked about, she's like, instead of worrying about a dishes routine, she just got rid of most of her dishes. And that just kind of takes care of itself. I mean, like, this is reality. Fewer dishes mean they can't get as out of control. And you 
can't be as backlogged. You know, I mean, for me, I did not do it this way. I instead just started doing the dishes every day, which I highly recommend, you know, do the dishes every day. That's great. And then I was like, oh, wait, these are things that are still in the cabinet all the time. I never use these. I now know which ones are my favorites, but I'm giving you something you can do right now. Okay. This is not something for you to have to build up to, for you to tell yourself, do it this way, do it this way, Dana, you know, do it. You don't, your name might be Dana. It might not be Dana, whatever, uh, but you don't have to say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to start this habit. Right. I mean, like that's this time of year where everybody's thinking about what new habit am I going to start? And then when I fail at it, oh, it's all over. No, I mean, like once those dishes are gone, you never have to worry about them again. So go ahead right now and get rid of those. Okay. Number three of the five small actions you can do right now that will change your next year. Get rid of one piece of furniture that you've moved more than twice in the past five years or two years or a year or whatever. Look for a piece of furniture that you've moved into lots of different places, maybe tried to use it for different functions, and that you've thought, it's still just not doing exactly what I thought it was going to do in this new spot that it's in. Like, look for a piece of furniture like that, that has been moved multiple times and isn't just living its best life in the current place that it's in and get rid of it. I'm not saying this is an easy small action because furniture is furniture and sometimes it's hard and sometimes you have to have somebody help you carry it, whatever. But getting rid of one piece of furniture is going to immediately give you more square footage in your house. This was a huge understanding thing for me that I gained over time as I was working on decluttering my house was I realized, oh, less stuff makes my house bigger. Like by definition, it doesn't actually expand the walls, except that it kind of does because it gives me more usable square footage in my home. And getting a furniture item out is going to open up square footage in your home. It's going to make your house look better, feel better, function better, immediately with one item leaving because that's a big item. And so it opens up a big space and that is going to jumpstart your brain starting to adjust to open space in your house. That was a big part of my own adjustment as I decluttered was realizing, oh, wow, I like open space. I had never thought about whether I wanted or liked open space before because I just was always needing place to put my stuff. So there wasn't open space, right? But as I started to experience just open floor, which means I would stub my toe less often, I would bump my hip into stuff less often, I realized, okay, there's actually value in there being floor space with nothing there. And you're going to jumpstart that as you get rid of a furniture piece. All right. The other thing too, is if this furniture piece is a clutter collector, let's say it's some sort of a flat surface. If it's a clutter collector, you're going to eliminate a space where clutter can collect. I know it feels like, oh, I'll probably just blah, blah. I have been shocked. I've done this many times over the years. I've realized this 
furniture item just ends up covered in clutter. I'm going to get rid of the furniture item. And just not having that space there, it changes things. And it's not like I just set stuff on the floor there. I I mean, like there stops being clutter there because that flat surface no longer exists. So it really is a strange phenomenon, but it actually does work. Okay. So get rid of a big piece of furniture, eliminate stuff that's taking up space, give yourself more floor space, more square footage in your home, and give yourself one less cluttered surface to have to deal with and get recluttered all the time. So for example, I've shared before, I had this shoe bench. It was the cutest shoe bench. Like I loved that thing. I had ordered it. I think it was one of my first Amazon purchases I ever made. I had put it together put it together kind of backwards in one place, but it still worked. You know, I loved that thing and it was adorable and people would always compliment me on it. Uh, I moved that thing all over the house. It had been in the front entryway and then it had been by the back door and then it had been in my daughter's room and then it had been all these different places. And yet it always was a clutter collector and it always, you know, I, I know at least for sure when it was in my daughter's room, it was you know, taking up a lot of floor space, you know, like she had a lot of stuff all around the walls. And so I finally, you know, realized I would rather get rid of it because it is just consistently attracting clutter. And it was painful to get rid of it, but I have never missed it because I appreciate the open space that it left. And I appreciate not having something that just collects clutter. So anyway, get rid of a furniture piece. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp Projects. So many projects. Taking care of all the things gets overwhelming. So when I get that feeling of overwhelm, I know I need to take steps to make my mental well-being a priority. Having someone to talk to, like a better help therapist, can really help. This time of year is always busy, but with my youngest child graduating from high school, we have lots of extra projects that need my attention. I know from experience that these are the times when it feels extra helpful and essential to talk through my emotions with my therapist. BetterHelp makes it easy to connect with a licensed therapist. The online platform simplifies the process. It's accessible and affordable. After answering a short questionnaire, you can choose whether you prefer to meet via phone call, video, or live chat, and you can plan your sessions at your convenience to suit your schedule. Find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash clean today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash clean. 
Y'all know I am all about identifying what things you can do to make overwhelming tasks possible. Buying a home or selling a home can be completely overwhelming. Finding just the right realtor can make the whole process so much easier. That's why I want to tell you about Redfin. Redfin updates their listings every two minutes and sends you personalized recommendations. So finding the home that's perfect for you has never been easier. See something you like? Book a tour straight from the app. And when you're ready to buy an experienced local Redfin agent can guide you through the whole process. And if you're looking to sell, Redfin agents know how to get you the best price possible for your home. That's because they sell twice as many homes as other agents. With a listing fee as low as 1%, Redfin's fees are half of what others often charge, which means you'll have more money to put towards your next home. I know firsthand what a difference having the right real estate agent can make. We would have been lost without ours when we bought our current home and sold our old home a couple of years ago. Download the Redfin app to get started. Number four on my list of five small actions to do right now that will change your next year. Consolidate in your closet. Put your black pants or if you are somewhere outside the U.S., your black trousers together, your jeans together, your dresses together, your uh, denim blouses together, your, you know, whatever, consolidate. Here's the thing. I uh, I have my five-step decluttering process, which you can get a, a copy of that when you sign up for my newsletter at aslobcomesclean.com slash five. I have that process. That process is, is designed to build momentum. It's designed for me to be able to go into any space and make decluttering progress and only progress. Never in, end up in a situation where if I have to step away, I'm worse off than I was before. And now I've got to shove everything. Like that, that doesn't happen, right? We make progress and only progress. Part of the beauty of that is that I can take any step in the process and just do that one. So that's what I'm encouraging you to do here. What can you do right now in this moment where you're like, I feel like I should be doing something on my house, but is it really going to have a lasting effect because of all the other times that I've tried to change and blah, blah, blah. This is something you can do right now. Go in and consolidate clothing in your closet. That means hang like items together. So you're not going to pull everything off and then put them back. No, it's like, here's one item I'm going to take. It's a gray sweatshirt. I'm going to go and I'm going to put it next to this other gray sweatshirt. And then I'm going to, oh, there's two more gray sweatshirts and I'm going to put them there. And then I'm going to take my black sweatshirts. I'm like, well, these are sweatshirts too. So I'm going to put them here. And as I do that, a couple of things will happen. First of all, it it causes me to touch things that I otherwise may not even register are in this closet. But when I'm saying, okay, what can I put together? That's when I realize, okay, this gray gray sweatshirt and just touching it sometimes will make me realize, oh, that actually has a stain on it. Or, oh, I don't like that one. Or it, it has some school on it that we don't even like anymore. I I don't know, you know, whatever. It was some freebie or whatever. So just touching it is going to turn a lot of stuff into duh donations, right? Like meaning I can just stick it straight in the donate box and not have to ask myself questions or analyze or think about it or anything like that. But as I do that, as I'm consolidating, I'm not going in there saying I've got to make decisions about every single thing. Instead, I'm just saying, I'm going to put like things together and do that. It causes me to touch things, which naturally reveals things that needs to go, that need to go. But the other thing that it's going to do is it's going to show me that I've got six 
gray sweatshirts. And maybe touching it didn't help me realize that I don't like certain ones. But when I see that I have six gray sweatshirts because they're all together, it's going to make often, not guaranteed, but often going to make it easier to get rid of my two, three, four least favorite ones, right? So you can go in, you can consolidate, you can stop at any time because you know you don't have to finish this job, but just go in right now and just put like things together. Just doing that is going to help you easily eliminate a lot of clothes. It's also just going to change how you function in your closet. As you bring in new items, as you're shopping over the course of the year and you go to hang it up, well, if everything is grouped together with like items, you're going to hang up your new black trousers with the other black trousers. And as you do that, it's going to make you so much more likely to one in one out. Oh yeah, I need to go ahead and get rid of these ones that got on my nerves that were the reason why I thought to myself, I need some new black trousers, right? So just consolidating in there. It's a simple thing that you can do. It does not create a bigger mess because you don't pull everything out, but putting like things together is going to change how you function in your closet. And it's going to make decluttering and easier because it's going to give you such a better understanding of what you really have in there. Okay. All right. And the last small action that you can do right now that will change your next year as far as decluttering goes. And this one can feel like a big action because it's kind of a mental block that a lot of us have. Uh, it's one of those like, uh, I don't know, this is so hard, but it's actually technically a small action. So I want you to think of it as a small action, right? Schedule stuff leaving your house. Whatever idea you've been having about how you're going to get rid of your stuff, put it on the calendar, okay? For a lot of you, that simply means scheduling a pickup, either calling or getting online if you are you know, fortunate enough to live somewhere where you can schedule a pickup online, do that right now. Like that is such a valuable use of your time and your energy and your focus that you have right now on making your house easier to manage. Because this week right here that you are living in at this moment is the week when people think so much about managing their house or something about kind of things being loosey-goosey, activities are not necessarily going right now for a lot of things. I mean, for some of us, there's extra activities, but for a lot of people, they're kind of at home more. Uh, the weather's cold, so you may not be outside and doing stuff. And so you're just kind of really focused on this. A big way to take advantage of that is to schedule a pickup if you can, okay? That way, once you have scheduled the pickup, it's on the calendar. And that being on the calendar, putting something on the calendar takes you so much farther, right? Like it just, there's something about knowing that people are going to be there to get your stuff on such and such day, whether that's in three days or in three weeks or whatever, knowing that that's coming means that often, often it's as simple as going up and gathering up all the donate boxes you already have, like the things that you had already stuck into a donate box that you'd already decided needed to leave your house and just getting that stuff out of your house. Okay. But for a lot of people, and I am one of these people, I don't have the option to schedule a pickup. Like I don't live somewhere that has 
pickups to be scheduled. All right. Like that, that's not a thing. So I say that because I know there are a lot of you where that is not a thing. So we're not going to say, oh, just do that. Just, just schedule a pickup. Oh my word. <laughs> Should be easy, right? Um, because it's not easy for everyone. So what are some other things that you can do? Well, put it on the calendar when you're going to go. Okay. Let's say, you know, for me, sometimes I have to drive a ways to donate things. Okay. If I'm going to do that, well, I often like to do something else while I'm there. So let me, uh, I really like to donate at such and such place. I'm going to ask my friend who kind of lives near there if she wants to meet me for lunch on such and such a day. And that's going to be my thing on the calendar. That's my reason why I'm going to gather up my stuff and get it in my car and and take it there to donate, right? So putting that on the calendar, finding a way to do that, whatever idea that you've already had, put it on the calendar. Let's say that you have said, you've been telling yourself or your family or whoever that you're going to have a garage sale. And I am not going to tell you not to have a garage sale. I have come to the place where I've realized it's easier for me to donate, even though I have to drive a ways to donate sometimes. It's easier for me to donate than to have a garage sale. And that's actually valuable enough to me to make me say, I'd rather not have a garage sale so that I can get this stuff out of my house more quickly and more completely. But if you want to have a garage sale because either that's what motivates you to do it or that's um, you do need the money, whatever, then put it on the calendar. Even if it's like in May, because where you live, the ice is going to melt in April. I don't know. All right. Like I'm thankfully here in Texas, people still have garage sales. Like this week they will have garage sales on what will that be? That's going to be New Year's Eve. There will be people having, there won't be a lot, but there might be people having garage sales on New Year's Eve in Texas. Promise. But for you, maybe it's six months away. Put it on the calendar because here's the thing. When you put it on the calendar, then you've got it in your mind that on May 16th, I'm not looking that up to see if that's a Saturday this year, but on May 16th, I'm going to have a garage sale. Well, that means that you are going to be thinking, oh, wow, it's spring break now in March. And okay, I need to be getting stuff ready for that garage sale that's coming in May because that's coming up soon. And it felt like it was going to be forever away. And now it's only this far away, you know, whatever that having it on the calendar changes things. You may not be able to actually call your local newspaper and put it in there or post it wherever online. You know, you can't do that six months ahead of time, but you can put it on your calendar and you can maybe put on your calendar the week before to get it listed in your local newspaper. If that's how people find garage sales. Okay. Which they still do in a lot of places. Um, but that having it on the calendar changes things. The other thing that's going to happen for a lot of you, when you go to put it on the calendar and you say, okay, I'm going to make a definite decision. I'm going to take this from being this ambiguous idea that I'll have a garage sale someday. And I'm going to make it something where it's actually has a date, even though it's in the future and I'm working toward it. A lot of times when you realize, oh, I wouldn't be able to have a garage sale until the middle of May, then you may realize I don't want to keep this stuff in my house between now and the middle of May. Like I would rather not have this stuff. I would rather not have the garage sale than go through that. And that for many of you is going to make you decide I would prefer to donate it because I don't want to have this stuff piled up sitting in my house for the next five months. All right. So that is where 
the doing something now changes your house over the course of the year, whatever it is, whether you're going to have one or not have one, go ahead and set the date and put it on your actual calendar. Okay. Other ideas of things that you could do right now. Um, Let's say that your mom has made you feel guilty over getting rid of stuff and has said, oh, you can't get rid of that. You can't get rid of that. Text your mom and tell her that you're coming to see her, whether that's local or you're going to drive and make a trip. I mean, put, put it on the calendar. Say, mom, I'm coming to see you in April and I'm going to be bringing all that stuff you said I couldn't get rid of because I, I'm really trying to declutter my house. So I'm going to bring it back to you. Here's the thing. There's a pretty good chance when you say that with a date on the calendar of this is when I'm bringing you this stuff that she's going to say, oh, I don't want it. I guess you can just get rid of it, <laughs> right? Because probably it's stuff that she got rid of from her house that, um, you know, she doesn't want you to get rid of, but she didn't want it in her house. You know, so putting it on the calendar changes that. Now, when your mom says that, you still need to go visit her. I'm just saying, like, don't don't be that way, right? Uh, but put it on the calendar, You know, plan when you are going to do this and not just ambiguously, but put it on the actual calendar. If you have had this idea about, oh, I've heard about kid item swaps where everybody brings stuff and then you, you put it together, you know, and then everybody gets what they need from everybody else's stuff. Or maybe it's, you know, I've, I've seen groups of friends do this with, uh, you know, women's clothing. Like I bring all my old clothes and then we all take, if you've had this big idea in your head that you want to do that, put it on the calendar, put it on the calendar and invite people to it or text your friend who you're pretty sure would be open to it and willing to host it in her house and say, I'm decluttering. Y'all, everybody's decluttering this week. So it's fine. Don't be embarrassed. Everybody's going to think that's the most normal thing in the world because people who don't have clutter declutter all the time anyway. So text your friend or text your friends and say, hey, on January 17th, let's have a clothing swap. I've always had this idea. You're either going to get everybody excited and actually have a date to do that. And you're going to have fun and find out that it works. Or you're going to find out that everybody goes, um, I don't really think that's something or people just crickets, whatever. But by putting it on the calendar, you know, where as long as it's the ambiguous idea, a lot of those of us who want to do these really cool things and Partly that personality is also why we have so much stuff in our house because we want to do cool things that brings you into reality to know, is this something that can actually happen? Either it's on the calendar and then it happens. And so that stuff is done. Or I find out that everybody's super busy and, oh, I actually just donated all my stuff at Goodwill. So I don't really have anything or whatever, but you're going to know. All right. So, so do that's something you can do right now is put it on the calendar, send out the text. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you have driven by a resale shop for years and thought, oh, that, that says high-end clothing and I've got a lot of high-end clothing, I'm going to sell it there someday. What can you do right now? You can, yes, put it on the calendar, call them and say, what are your um, guidelines for bringing stuff in? What are your, uh, you know, because here's the thing, a lot of places like that have big time guidelines. Maybe it's the, I know there's a just between friends sale that goes on all over and I'm sure there's other similar type sales. Go onto their website and sign up to participate in the next sale. And doing that, you're going to see what is actually involved. Do things have to be, you know, sometimes they'll say, well, it can only be um, three years old at the most. Well, if you've been telling yourself this for years and been holding on to stuff, you may have some stuff that's over three years old, right? Uh, It may, a lot of times it has to be freshly washed. It has to be, uh, even if it was clean before, you know, it has to be uh, hung on hangers. I mean, I'm not saying what yours is, but finding that out, going and finding their guidelines is going to change the course of your next year because it's either going to let you know, oh, okay, this is what I have to do. So then you do it. Or it's going to make you realize, yeah, I'm not willing to do that. Or, oh, wow, actually, a bunch of my stuff is out of date for me to be able to sell at this thing. But go ahead and make the call or go online and request the appointment. You know, Or if they're closed right now, check the hours that they're available. Like let's say they only do intake on Tuesday and Thursday morning. Check those hours and put that on your calendar to actually do it. So put it on the calendar. That is the... Small thing that you can do right now that will change the course of your next year is to schedule stuff leaving your house. That's the broad category of these examples that I've been giving. Schedule stuff leaving your house in whatever idea way that you've had, schedule it. Put it on the calendar What in a way that you can do that right now. Even if all these places are closed this week, which they're probably not, but even if they're closed this week, you put it on your calendar that I'm going to stop by that resale shop and get their flyer that explains what I have to do to resell stuff there. You know, that putting it on the calendar is is huge. Okay. So what were the five small actions? Number one, set up three categories in specific containers, whatever container you already have that exists to deal with incoming mail. Okay. So set up your mail system for incoming mail. That's going to change how you view paper. It's going to mean that you're not additionally piling things up over the course of the year. And then you're going to have a different relationship with paper when you're done. And, or or as you go, you're going to develop that different relationship with paper. And then eventually you're going to have a, a much different perspective on dealing with old backlogs of paper. Okay. But for right now, you set up the three category system. Number two, Purge the dishes that are still in the cabinet if you have any that are in transition, meaning they are dirty, being currently washed, or sitting there drying, okay? Purge what's still left in the cabinet or a lot of it. That's going to make doing the dishes, keeping up with your kitchen so much easier over the course of the next year. Number three, get rid of one piece of furniture that you have moved multiple times in the past few years, right? Uh, Number four, 
consolidate like items in your closet. Put put like items together. That's going to make it so much easier. You're probably going to find a lot of dough donations, but even if you don't, over the course of the next year, it's going to give you a much better idea of what you really truly have and what you're really truly using. Number five, schedule stuff leaving on the house, leaving on the house, schedule stuff leaving your house. Whatever that means, whatever idea that you've had, put it on the calendar. Find a way to put that idea on the calendar. Okay. That went okay, don't you think? I mean, I think it went okay. It was probably way better the last time I recorded it, but whatever. Um, I do want to remind you a couple of things. Don't forget, if you would like to find a decluttering coach who can coach you through using my process, go to declutteringcoaches.com. I'm super excited about our coaches listed there. If there's not one in your area, most of them are available to coach you online, okay, through Zoom or whatever kind of system that they use. They own their own businesses. They run things. I don't control how they do things, but most of them do have it on there that they will do online coaching. Um, If you would like to be a coach, purchase the Decluttering Coach training course before the end of this year, okay, before December 31st, 2022, or on December 31st, 2022. And you will, uh, we will send you a coupon to get a significant discount on your first year of certification after you finish the course. And take your house back. Take your house back is on sale right now. If you want to change your house this year, like if you want to take your house back, go to aslobcomesclean.com slash take. That's my personal link. And I would love for you to uh, join us there because it's a lot, a lot of fun. And people have completely changed how they function in their homes, have completely or have made just huge, huge impact on their home as they work through that course. So, oh, and then don't forget, if you'd like to be a patron of the show, go to patreon.com slash aslobcomesclean. We have a lot of fun over there. That's a, it's $5 a month right now. Um, and it's just a great place for you to be able to talk to other people in this language that we use and the way that we talk about decluttering here on the podcast, you can do that. You can get a lot of real time input and impact and inspiration from others who are using these same processes in their home. All right. I will talk to y'all next week. All right. Bye.